welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook. And for some extra free picks, you can find us on TikTok. All those links are in the description. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share some information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain how certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick. Rather, here are the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these games or others, the best place to get those answered is on our Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link in the show description. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. It's dedicated its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet link in the show description or on the website homepage. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, welcome back on. We, uh, you know... Having a nice little off day there because yeah. Jared filled in for you. I think he did an admirable job. Uh, yeah, no, he did great. He did very good. Yeah. Um, we've got some games happening right now. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, Virginia, top of the line. Baylor, who just didn't show up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Or they did, and they just decided to turn the ball over like 20 times, well, which is like, usually not good. Yeah, like you were pointing out, maybe Drew felt bad for Smart. We're like, hey, I chased you out of Texas. Could be. could be, could yeah. be that. Uh, yeah, like this game doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. For for Baylor, I mean, no big deal. Uh, it makes you, I mean, uh, Baylor Gonzaga playing pretty soon. I think. Uh, I think uh, Baylor from Thursday. I think. Yeah, I was saying. I think Baylor's going from there to South Dakota, and I mean, what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever was like hyped up to be like such a great game. Now, like a little bit less excitement. I mean, this is. And the Virginia game was a little more excusable for Baylor. I mean, Virginia just shot the lights out of the ball, and it's like, yeah. that's going to happen sometimes. But after this one, and the Lincoln Zagas looked a couple times, like a little bit of loss, it's luster that game that we were so excited for, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as great of a game as we thought, but I still think it'll be yeah. an incredible yeah. game to watch because both those teams are not as bad as they played their last couple times out. Right, and it's and it's a good reminder while we're here. There's the old saying in college basketball that you play about 30 games a year, and in five of them, you're going to really overperform, and in five of them, you're going to really underperform, and the other 20 is who you really are. And we have to try to figure out early on when a game like this happens, is this just one of the five, good or bad, or is this just who they are? And I, I think in general, like you said, we kind of think that the, the Baylor and Gonzaga of the world here, they're, they're not quite as bad as like, those are just some of their struggle games. They're a little bit better than that, but it's something to keep an eye on because the more it keeps happening, you start having to say, no, that's not the bad games. That's just who they are. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's it, but it, it's like a little part of the back of your mind is like, Ooh, like, are they going to struggle this year? Cause they, they, they've had, they haven't looked this bad in uh non-conference in, in, in years. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, you kind of got to accept now that Louisville and Florida State are so bad. Ooh, I Louisville, I'm not sure Louisville gets the five wins at this point. When you look at their schedule now, no. uh, it's brutal. I mean, th- now they play Florida State, which LOL. Somebody has to win. Somebody, <laughs> Somebody has, to win. has to win. But otherwise, like Louisville's got like Miami left in the, you know, uh, coming up I think pretty soon, and they've mm-hmm. got like. 
all sorts of like tough games. Drive Kentucky at some point. They've got they've got Kentucky towards the end of the year, and then all the I mean the conference games are going to be mostly brutal. There might be a, a home game they got a chance in on a couple of those, but most of those like all those road games are pretty much going to be automatic losses at this point, right? Like they're going to be double digit underdogs in like every road game in conference. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not very pretty, and like you said, I, five wins is is going to be pushing it this year. Which is I must crazy. say, five is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because as, as a big school like that, you play you, – and now, they, now, to their credit, they schedule tough. Mm-hmm. It's just completely going to backfire them because, with that, you know, they don't have very many cupcakes. You know, they haven't played the Alcorn States or the McNeese States or the – I guess they just pick a team with a state, state, you know. They tried to <laughs> Ben Bellarmine, right, who was the, yeah. the – but Bellarmine's pretty solid, right? That's not a yeah. cupcake. I mean, they, they, they haven't – like I said, they don't have any of the, you know – North Carolina Central. So, I mean, solid team, I guess, or reasonable for them. But, I mean, there's also so many teams in the bottom 100 that they just didn't schedule, but like one or two of them, it seems like. So, um, yeah, it, 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 we're learning a lot. It's going to be interesting, some of these teams trying to figure out who's real and who's what. And I think I held it up to a little optimism that Louisville was just going to be bad, um, that they could at least maybe only lose by like 10. Uh, but, I, I think I have to let that go. I, I, we yeah. faded a lot, and I was like, maybe the number. I thought the number had caught up to him. I, I, I was wrong on that. The, the and part of that is I don't think the number's quite caught up to how good Maryland is. Maryland's playing. It's also Maryland. part of that. It's also part of that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to today's game, some reminders. Please hit that like button here on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there above and beyond what we do here. Lots of early access things. Uh, membership starts at three bucks per month, www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Uh, let's get to it all. It's courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as the time of this recording on Tuesday night. Uh, Jake, a lot of games on Wednesday. So many uh, games. So many games, like Big Tuesday and things like that, not random Wednesday. Well, it 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 almost reminds me of several before the pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, there was like a lot of scheduling changes where teams were doing a lot of like playing on Thursday, Saturdays to make travel better and and different things like that. It kind of got off a little bit, but before the pandemic, I remember it used to be like Wednesday nights had like a hundred games, and it's spread out a little bit since then. But this feels like one of those. Games. I think there was 18, 17, 18 A grade plays. Of all the A grades, your favorite, the A plus play of the day for us here is 7:30 p.m. Central. St. Joseph's at Penn. Penn is a five point favorite. Simon says it should be Penn minus seven. Uh, Jake, this is one of my favorite spots right here. Just in general, when you can lay a short number with the home team you think is better. I wrote up for the play of the day here on Tuesday, American minus five, and they won by about a hundred um, where you say, Hey, if you got the better team at home, you got a situation like America where they may just run away with it. And then you're just cruising. You're good. Even if not, they, they ought to be able to be up, be in the game late. And then fouls have a chance to get you over such a short number when it's this number here, in this four or five range. I love laying the short number in these spots. Uh, tell us why pen minus five is the best of all the A grades in your opinion. Yeah, like first off, I was fighting between two of them, and then the uh, the other one got dropped in the Discord. So I was like, "All right, that makes my decision easy." So, ooh, ooh, little teaser there. Yeah, Discord, five bucks a month, you get on the chat. I did. I dropped. I dropped three A grade plays in Discord that I said, "Hey, y'all, I love these three. Get them before the number moves. They're the three best plays that, that I had yeah. for you." So there you go. Yeah, little te- little teaser there. Yep, uh, but this this pin team has a very good offense, and they attempt defense. Um, 
but their their offense is very good. Uh, St. Joseph's is just a bad, bad team overall. Um, Their two wins against Lafayette and Albany, that's nothing to brag about, even at Relatively uh, well, Al- talking about Albany was the team Al- who just got beat by 100 to American tonight, yeah. right? Al- Albany used to be good, and all of a sudden, forgot. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, uh, the small schools, it's hard. Like, it feels like they ebb and flow, and you can't quite figure them out sometimes. But I mean, yeah. Penn is just a very, very efficient offense. Like for a small school, they rank really high up there, and they've got uh, a really good player in Jordan Dingle. He's an absolute stud, and then Clark. His last name starts with an S. Uh, we're going to just stop there because it's going to be bad if I try to pronounce it. Uh, it's very good. They're they're up there. Like I think Dingle's around 21, 22 points a game. Uh, Clark's around 17. They're very, very good. This Penn, Penn State team also – or Penn State. Penn, Pennsylvania team shoots 73 from the free throw line, so that's really great you know, when you're in the small number when they come into fouls. And, like, even if they're behind when the last couple of minutes, the fouls kind of switch, flip over and then they come back and end up covering it because they hit the free throw so well. Um, that's a very big benefit here. And, I mean, they should be on, like, a six-game win streak, but – they found a very angry West Virginia in the middle of it, so now they're on a four-game win win streak, and they're just playing very, very good basketball. Um, they like to play. It's a fun pace to play or to watch, so if if you can pull it up, it's fun to watch, but the game shouldn't be that fun. I think they actually win this by double digits, but ends the play. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm really confused just looking at this. Like, uh, I mean, because neither team's good defensively. Uh Penn is much better offensively in at home. Like I, I don't, I feel like someone fell asleep with the wheel on this one. And this, like I said, this should, something says seven. I mean, if you told me that this is eight, I'd have been like, sure, I'll, I'll buy it because you never know how the late game foul situation is going to go. But I would say like seven, and eight is the average, like the, the most of the time we're seeing in that ballpark, obviously be higher or lower than that. But I think there's, like you said, there's a lot of ways that this game happens and Penn wins by double digits. Uh, yeah. It's their, their offense is by far the best of the four units on the court. Uh, it's not even close. That and, oh. and, and all the other ones I think are all about the same. They're all kind of mediocre, but yeah. Penn's offense is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is one of the ones where you're taking advantage of the books, not really paying attention to the small schools when they've got mm-hmm. so many basketball games going on, football and all that going on. Take advantage when they're hoping you're not paying attention. Absolutely. All right. To the best B side, a uh, bunch of B plays already locked in. The one that you highlighted, uh, Jake, you went to Tennessee Tech. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. We're going to, I, I Last year, we backed Chattanooga a lot. They were yes. a, a, a friend to us. Uh, we're going to lay the seven with Chattanooga. Sidelines locked in. It's a B great pick because it should be Chattanooga minus eight on the road. Uh, Jake, why is this the best of all the B great plays on Wednesday? Uh, Tennessee Tech just can't get it together. They're bottom bottom team. I really like their coach. I think they're going they're going to go places, but. Uh, Small schools like that, they they got they had a decent roster last year, and then the transfer portal hit, and they got raided a little bit. So that, it's just like he's having to start from scratch. Uh, they they rank three twenty nine and adjusted offense efficiency and uh, three seventeen defense adjusted defense efficiency. It's just not anytime be- anytime both of those numbers start with a three, that's not ideal. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, they make up for that by turning the ball over a lot. So, you know, there's tons of opportunities here. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. I mean, this Chattanooga team really doesn't have to do much to win this by double digits. They, Stevens and Johnson's are uh, Stevens and Johnson are a really good one-two punch uh, with a big guy and a guard. Um, like, the Mocs just have a lot more talent here. It's 
what's wild is we loved them last year, and that was a completely different team. I'm not sure there's mm-hmm. like three players left over, and the coach is gone from that team. But we still like mm-hmm. them here. Uh, but it's just it's not a good look for Tennessee Tech right now. That they, they also shoot seventy. Uh, Chattanooga shoots seventy plus from the free throw line and almost forty from three. There's and they barely turn the ball over. Well, barely. It's eleven times, but some of those got numbers get blown up when they play better teams. You're but right. so it's just one of those. Uh, they're not going to make the mistakes, and I think they win this by double digits fairly easy. And, and and look, I think it's a great time now to talk about yesterday's episode, where I think of all the A grade plays, like they might sweep the board tonight, except for VMI. I think they might go like seven and one, and. Uh, we, we talked about a little bit on the Discord. Basketball can be really frustrating because the variance and like when a team looks bad and just doesn't show up on a given night, like we said earlier, it's like it's like five times a year, more or less, that's going to happen. You get these really wonky results, right? So there's no locks again. Like if ten, if if Chattanooga doesn't show up, like they could yeah. lose this game. Like that's yeah. that's that's basketball, right? And that's why we say there's no locks in gambling. About the variance, right? And so we have to understand that's that's part of it. what we're talking about here. Is again long term plays, overall, you know, bigger sample sizes. Chattanooga is the much better team, and it's a situation where I think in general, most of the time, and again, not, I don't know how this game's going to play out. Anyone who tells you they do know is lying to you, or they've got a DeLorean and where's Biff's almanac, right? Uh, but it, it, it's yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a situation to me where when I look at Chattanooga, I think the way they're built last year was a, a team that was like could make some noise in March Madness, and they, mm. they almost did. If I recall, I think they almost beat Illinois. Yeah, they were ahead the entire game and then lost it at like the last ten seconds. One of yeah, that, that team that team was frisky. This team I don't think is that good. I think that against better teams they're going to really struggle, but they're solid enough across the board. Where against the weaker teams they're going to show up. So to me, they're a team that looks like a, a team that when they play better competition, just lay a bigger number against them because they aren't going to be able to hang. But when they play the weaker competition, lay a short number because they should be able to run away with it. Again, not every single game, but just in the long run, especially a number like this at seven, that should be a number that's easier to cover. Like so with foul shots, A, they can run away with it, or B, if they're up five with a minute to go, they're going to get fouled, make a couple free throws, brick, fouled, get up to nine, you know, and all of a sudden then they can run, run the clock out winning by nine or ten or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I don't know if how if you're not familiar with Tennessee geography, like this this game, it's the travel is nothing. It's made less than two hours between school to school, uh, so they're they're going to be there's no real home court advantage. If anything, it'll be people from Nashville area and Knoxville going to see the chat at their kids in Chattanooga play kind of thing. It's right. not going to be and going to school there. There's like negative ten people in the crowd, uh, so it's not much. <sighs> I, I I don't know much about math, but I feel like that's impossible. But you know, whatever. Well, well you went there. I didn't, so I'll, I'll roll with it. Um, moving on to the Jake and Alim segment, a situation where the model has not seen an edge. The game we're going to talk about is Purdue and Florida State. But you think you found something? I have. I, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. My hunch is what you found is that Florida State's terrible. I, I, and, and we talked about the top. It's This is the part, and I've, I've talked about this on the Discord too, so there's a lot of good insight there if you're trying to learn. Um, sometimes the, the people on the Discord, maybe they get a little bit annoyed because I'm, I'm, I try to teach them things. I'm a professor. That's what I do. But uh, this is the time of the year where the model and the algorithm for the model is starting to try to adjust and figure out about these teams. But it's just it, there's, it starts to diverge a couple of different ways. It's hard to figure out. Like we talked about. Louisville already talked about Florida State as well. Like, can the model catch up to just how bad Florida State is? And, and 
The answer is maybe not. I, I think, Jake, I think that's probably where you're going here. Uh, Southern says this should be Purdue minus 13 and a half. The actual number is Purdue minus 13. Uh, Jake, give us your play for this game. Like, it's very short and simple. Purdue is very good. They're playing outrageous right now. The freshmen are taking are, – are not playing like freshmen. They got two freshman guards that aren't playing like freshmen. They're hitting threes from everywhere. I mean, first and Gillis look great. I mean, of course, like, there's no reason to dive into Edie. He's just – I don't know. Like, you should almost name basketball – after he met at this point. Um, but it's just – and then, like, the guys they bring off the bench are good. I mean, Morton's playing his role right. Um, I can't think of the guy they bring in the spell, Edie, from t- time to time. Uh, but he's even making really good moves. He's had out all last year that he was hurt. Um, but it's just – Every every move they seem to make right now seems to be the right one. Uh, and the way they play, they play at a slow pace, but it forces everybody to play fast around them because you want to get there before Edie gets set so you don't have to shoot a layup at the top of the backboard. And it's just not working out well for anybody they run into against, running against. I mean, and then Florida State is just hitting every speed bump in the road possible. Mm-hmm. They finally beat Mercer, but I don't even think they covered there. Uh, I don't think they did. And then every other game they've been lo- they've lost and it's not been pretty. They're just it's I've no I've never seen Leonard Hamilton team look so lost. They at every point along the way, offensively, defensively, transition, rebounding, they, they just don't don't look right. They don't look comfortable. I don't know what's going on there because they're they should have been really good this year and there was high expectations for them and they have just I don't think they've bottomed out yet, but they're they're on their way there. They did cover as Mercer. They were uh, six point favorites, and they won. I mean, that's by also, nine. That's they won by nine yeah. It's, uh, at home. At, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked a about Purdue too. Again, tip of the cap to them. Uh, they they just look fantastic, and this is like the worst time for a team like Florida State, who's just trying to figure stuff out to play a team that I who it's early. We don't really know, right? UConn looks amazing. Uh, Purdue looks amazing. Houston looks amazing. There's a chance that in a month, one of those teams have lost three games just because you just, you never quite know. Right. But, but right now, those are the three teams that at least to me have jumped out and been like, whoa, like those teams look really good. And so you, those are the type of teams you don't want to be playing right now, because if, if what they've done early on is real and they keep doing that all season, that's a buzzsaw that you don't want to be faced when, when you're, yeah. Having, yeah. You're especially when you're, you're still trying to figure out what you're doing. You don't want to run into one of those because, yeah. It's just going to ruin any confidence you have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, to the shake and bake with Jake game where you like the slide. And total talked about this with Cousin Jared yesterday. If, if you don't like parlays, maybe try to parse out what you hear, what you like between the side and total play, just one of them. Uh, the one that Cousin Jared took yesterday uh, with Alcorn State, the total missed, but the side hit. So again, uh, you know, maybe they'll both hit, maybe one will hit, maybe neither will hit. Again, you never really know with gambling, but try to see what you can glean from this segment here. This was one that I almost mentioned on the Discord as well. I really like the Seattle <laughs> minus nine against uh, Kelsey Fulton. So you and I were kind of thinking along the yeah. same lines. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, on this one, uh, Sideline's got it as an A grade play here. Says that Seattle should be favored by a little bit more than 11. Uh, they've looked pretty good this year. Cal State Fullerton hasn't. Uh, so we're going to lay the nine with Seattle. Uh, are you going over or under the 136? We're going to go over. Like Seattle, much better team. We don't need to really dive into this. They're very good. They shoot the ball well. Uh, 
they're really surprising. I mean, their offense, the way their offense is not missed a beat after losing Trammell has been kind of shocking. Uh, and Cal State Fullerton is just not that good of a team. So winning by double digits should not be difficult for them in this game. But they've also only gone under 80 once, and that was the Washington game where they just forgot to score for an extended period of time. They had, yeah, they had, they had almost – we talked about that one here. Uh, they had, I, I think it was on show or maybe it was, I had a play of the day on it. They went almost 10 minutes where they mm-hmm. scored one bucket, and it's like – and they're still in the uh, like upper fifties, finish the game in the upper fifties or low. Yeah, 60. So, I mean, yeah. scoring's not that an is. issue. For them. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, Fullerton really doesn't have to do much to get us there, um, but they've shown the ability ability to put some numbers up. They've hung hung ninety twice, and they've been above fifty five in every other game. So we just we don't really need, really need them to do much. But if they get to that fifty five, I. At least 55 to 60, I think we're good because I think Seattle's getting to 80. I don't think Fullerton's getting in their way. Then other than that, I think we're going to have a really – it's not going to be a fun game to watch, but it should be a fun one to keep up with because I think there's going to be a lot of points uh, because Tyson for Seattle is just a player. He's averaging twenty, almost twenty six a night, and hitting for almost forty seven from three. He's a big reason why why the Seattle team is scoring the way they are. Uh, so it's he's kind of fun to watch. So it's fun to keep an eye on to see what he's going to do. This could be a huge game for him. But the over and minus nine for Seattle. Yeah, this is uh, a game where sideline projects a score of seventy six to sixty five. Uh, so kind of like you said, as long as they get to 60, 76 to 60 would push the total. And of course we would cover the side. So, uh, sideline thinks that Fullerton can even get more than what you are saying. It's Fullerton's an interesting case because they play kind of slow, but they don't really have a good defense, right? A lot of times when teams play slow, it's because their defense is really good and they, they, they know they have to work for looks. So they're not really pushing things offensively because they know that they're good defensively. They're going to sit back and really force you to make a mistake, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, Fullerton's just not good defensively. So like I said, Seattle should score a lot of points. I've got Seattle's got an above average offense. Fullerton a below average defense. I mean, like I said, Seattle's going to put points. Uh, I think the real question is just how many Fullerton scores. It's it's one of those. If you're parlaying them, like you said, if Seattle gets to that eighty number, you know, you're kind of like, all right, Fullerton, just get enough to get us to the over because I don't think you can cover it, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. It's the the opposite feeling we had with the Mississippi state and uh, uh, who was that other night? Yeah. Just couldn't get some bad school. Yeah. Yeah. They just kept scoring just enough to make it impossible to get both. Right, exactly. All right, so we're going with Seattle minus nine. There again, Southern has an A grade play, and then you're also rolling with the over 136. Let's talk about a couple more totals real quick uh, that I like. First one here, getting high with the professor going over at 6 p.m. <laughs> Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson and Hartford. Because Jerry and I talked about this one uh, a little bit yesterday with Fairleigh Dickinson, that they are just – they play fast and they're terrible on defense. So we're going to go over 148 uh, on this one. This would be another great shake and bake type play mm-hmm. if, if you like the parlays. Uh, Sutherland also has an A grade play out of Hartford plus six. I, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. I don't know who wins. Uh, anything can happen. So this is one of those just grab all the points, take the over. It's going to be wild basketball. It's going to be terrible basketball. It's going to be like terrible if you could just sit back and like get your bag of popcorn and just kind of like laugh at some of the like recklessness and bad defense that you're going to 
to you. This, like, this is like going to your local Y or whatever, and you see yeah. some guys playing five on five, and nobody really wants to play defense. They just kind of want to yeah. cherry pick and kind of they yeah. kind of get tired. That's that's how this game goes. A lot of points. Yeah. Yeah, both these teams play at reasonable paces. Fairly, it gets even faster. But both of them, both of them have just terrible on defense. So I mean, I I just saw bad these. We, we talk about, about the quality of possessions, right? Like these teams are going to score a lot just because those defenses are so terrible. And it, it kind of I think the 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 quick offensive scoring kind of begets more quick offensive scoring because it's going to be a situation where it's like if you're not really playing defense on the one side, it's going to like just lend itself to quick bucket. Okay, now let's go the other direction, do the same thing. Kind of like you said at the Y, right? I think that's a good analogy. So uh, I'm going to officially go over 148. And again, just as an FYI, someone has an A grade play on the Hartford plus six. And then to an under, another one that Cousin Jared and I talked about for the How Low Can You Go segment, 9 p.m. Central, UC Riverside and Cal Baptist. Going to go under 129. Um, this is a game that it probably will get to the hundreds, but if it doesn't, I wouldn't be shocked, which is a crazy statement. Uh, but both these teams just play at a snail's pace, especially Cal Baptist. They want to drag everybody into a 54 to 50 type game. Uh, the model doesn't have a pick on the side. It just says 129 is too many points. And so we're going to go under on that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's, this is, not watchable basketball from any standpoint. I mean, it's not even, you can't even like back end your way into it. Like, Oh, it might be a train wreck and be fun to watch. It's just going to be a lot of moving and passing the ball and not a lot of shooting. And might, might be like the U S soccer team trying to pass the ball into the net there today. That was, anyway. oh, <laughs> so, so like giving me a heart attack. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least the, at least the Hartford fairly Dickinson game might be fun to watch. I don't know if it's on yeah. TV, probably like ESPN Plus or something. If you can find it, there could be a little fun to take this one, not so much. Because uh, has a, has I think six other totals that he really likes though. So if you're interested in those totals, hit him up on the Discord. Again, the link to get there is in the show description for Patreon, and he can give you all the totals that he likes uh, for today as well. And that'll take us from an ugly game to one that you want to watch: the must-see TV game of the night, uh, Ohio state and duke i mean i don't need to set up the why you want to watch this one i mean <laughs> I, I don't even need words ohio state and duke like it's going to yeah. be interesting you should watch it i think it's gonna be interesting we highlighted we talked about the baylor game should be interesting right that was a six point spread and turned into like a, a 55 point blowout or something stupid right so you never really know how it'll play out but duke is laying six points against ohio state and sideline has a b grade play grabbing the six points with the Buckeyes is that Duke should only be favored by four. Uh, Jake, I don't know if I've ever seen you fade Duke. I'm sure it's happened. I just don't think I've seen it. So the fact that you are on Ohio State is kind of blowing my mind here. Uh, tell the people why you are turning on your beloved Dukies. Uh, I mean, it's still going to be an incredible game. It's just Duke struggles offensively right now. It's, and the way Ohio State can really shoot, I mean, like, it's just unreal. They can really bury a team so fast. Uh, I mean, suing is just a matchup nightmare with the way he, how big he is and how good of a guard he is, and he can shoot. I know his three-point percentage doesn't show it, but he is really a good shooter. Um, and he's not even leading the team in scoring. That's the freshman sends a ball. Like, it's just – they've just got so many weapons. When you bring in McNeil from West Virginia, it's just there's they can score really score. Um, they're not the greatest defensive team and they turn the ball over a little bit, and they don't force any turnovers. They're one of the worst teams at forcing turnovers. Um, and I think that's where they end up losing this game, but I think it's really tight. It's just uh, 
like even at Cameron, Duke has just not really shown the ability to consistently score, especially against uh, decent teams. And I mean, Filipowski is the only one right now living up to the hype. I mean, like this is what this is kind of year we expected out of Roach. Filipowski was supposed to be like kind of like the the third freshman in, like you know, like Proctor and Whitehead and uh, Lively were getting all the hype, and he was like, "Yeah, it's great to have him too." And he's carrying the team really. Like if you watch the Purdue game, he was the only. When he was in, was the only time Duke scored. Other than that, I mean, at Cameron, it's a tough place to play. You run the risk of Lively and Whitehead catching some steam, being at home and having a break and getting the fans with them. Um, but I don't – I think they're going to really struggle to win this by six or more. I think it's going to be a very back-and-forth game. Both teams good. I mean, Zed, Zed Key's got his work cut out for him because he's not really that tall or that big mm-hmm. compared to what Duke has. So the – Rebounds are going to be really hard, or really hard to come by for Ohio State. Expect a lot of second chance points, and that's where Duke wins the game. But I don't think it's by more than six. Right, a lot of ways that they can win the game and still not win the bet if you're laying a number like six. Uh, I, I I feel like I've had a lot. I've seen a lot of games that sideline has taken a, an underdog getting four points, getting three points, getting six points, and the game's gone to overtime or double overtime, or in the case of four overtimes. Uh, four, yeah, the North Carolina, whoever, I don't even uh, try to block the game from my memory, how ugly it was, the four overtime game. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to call overtime, but I'm just going to like, I'm going to try to like unmanifest it. I'm going to be like, this game's not going to go to overtime. It's going to be like, Someone's going to be ahead one with 10 seconds to go. And then I don't care who wins because it just won't go to overtime. And we're going to cover a six point bet because I feel like there's been a lot of those lately where it's like, you got the dog, it gets to overtime. And you're like, I nailed it. I nailed it. They were going to hang in. And then they just overtime hung in because you never, they hung in too much. Right. It's, it's, it's always funny to me, especially it, you can see a little bit of football, but you see it more in basketball when you're, when you're in like in, in Vegas at a sports book or whatever, and everyone's kind of cheering for the dog, and all of a sudden everyone flips, and now you're cheering for the favorite at the end because you grabbed like eight points, and you're like, wait, actually, don't do not do that. I just need you to lose now. Don't go to overtime. <laughs> yeah. um, but it should be a fantastic game. We talk about offensive efficiency. Both of these teams, I think, are going to have quality possessions because Duke's offense is better than Ohio State's defense, and Ohio State's offense is better than Duke's defense. So yeah. we're going to see good offensive possessions, which makes it for a, a fun game, except for the fact that both of them are kind of playing pretty slow and at a kind of a snail's pace, not really running and gunning. If these teams up the pace a little bit, this game could get some fireworks and, and, and it may play out like that. Yeah. If it does, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. If it goes under, it's not going to be because the offenses aren't good. I think it'll be just because the pace slows down so much. Yeah. I, I tend, I tend to lean under on this. The number's a little too low for me to be comfortable with it, but it's just one of those, I, neither team wants to really run the ball yeah. at all. And, with bit like we've talked about many times on here, like with big guys being your main offensive thing, you've really got to work to, to get the right angles. Yeah. yeah, that just slows everything down, and that like yeah. that's definitely Duke, Ohio State, not so much, but Duke really wants to work and slow it down. And uh, Shire seems to really want to play games in the low sixties. Yeah, and Ohio State's only averaging about a, a possession and a half more per game yeah. uh, than Duke is. So they're not I mean, actually Duke's going really slow. Ohio State's not going that much faster, so uh, should be good quality basketball. We're going to grab the six with Ohio State, and then real quick to the overtime segment. Another game probably you either can't watch. It's probably on like Mountain West Network or Stadium, right? Really, it's on the probably don't want to. 
Probably don't want to watch, though. APM Central, Arkansas Pine Bluff. It's getting 11.5 points at Air Force. It's an A-grade play. According to the model, sideline says it should only be Air Force minus 9. Tell the people why you are on Pine Bluff getting 11.5 points in this one. Look, it's not a very deep analysis. It's Air Force plays so slow, I don't know that there's enough possessions and points in this game for them to win it by 12, 13, 14, 15. Uh, Pine Bluff is a very frisky team. They hang around with teams um, when they shouldn't. They're playing a lot better than what they're expected to. I don't think the numbers kind of mm-hmm. figure that out, especially uh, what I think the uh, over-under is at like 120-something, like maybe 129. 129 and a half, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's just not a lot of points here. Kind of like we've talked about in football, it's really hard to get. Like, and that seems that, high. That seems high, personally. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know. Yeah, it seems. I agree. It seems high. It's hard to get that point total on the under and mm-hmm. cover this number. And I don't, Air Force is not one of those teams that just locks locks you down. They just play slow, and I don't think there's enough time for Air Force to win this by twelve. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would I would look under in this one for sure as well, just because Pine Bluff plays fast, but when they play when they've played slower teams, they will get slowed down with them. This game in altitude, I don't think Pine Bluff's gonna want to run up and down like they normally do. That's gonna make it even slower, which is gonna make it harder for Air Force to cover this big number. So like I said, I, I love grabbing the points and I kind of like the under here as well, just because I think it's gonna be a slow game. Air Force is that team we kind of talked about that goes slow and has a good defense and a terrible yeah. offense. Pine Bluff's offense isn't that good either. So, I mean, it's going to be lacking for offense, and that's going to create a lower scoring game and make it more likely for Arkansas Pine Bluff to hang in there and lose this game by eight in, uh, frankly, another snooze fest. But as we always say, you don't have to watch them to make money on them, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Air Force is more Virginia-y than Virginia is this year, which is right. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, that's all we've got for you today. Jake, any parting words? No, I just I'm so excited for this first like really big night, like weeknight of basketball where it's the mm-hmm. holiday season. That just means conference play is right around the corner and I'm so excited. There are a handful of conference games actually happening, like in the MV, uh, yeah. Missouri Valley uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So a few, a few of those get going. Yeah, it's the first big weeknight, I feel like, since we had the opening night where there were like 100 games. And that was just kind of too much. That was crazy. Yes. So yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a nice little medium ground of like there's a lot of games, but it's not 100 where it's like, I don't even know what's happening with 100 games. Oh, yeah, even in the 100 games, you, you didn't have one top 25 team play another one. And it was just like right. a bunch of just... Yeah, which makes sense. So to be fair, if I was scheduling, I would try to not schedule a really good team on my first game. If I thought it was going to be good, right? I'd try to schedule a nice, easy warm it up, get the get the juices going type game, you know? Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. But I just thought, you know, for TV's sake, somebody would be like, hey, you two are playing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks of the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. It's stuff right into your feed. Don't forget we have that college football episode if you haven't seen it yet for all the conference championship games the extra matching game on friday afternoon and the army navy game we've also got college basketball content just coming at you all week long and until we see you again as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money